0: And welcome back, everyone. This is the Exxon. I am Rob McConnell. We're coming to you from our broadcast center in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. If you'd like to uh, send us an email, exxon at com. On all social media sites, exxon Radio TV. And if you'd like to find out about the other programming that is available to you, 24-7-365 on the Exxon Broadcast Network visit us at www.xzbn.net and of course we're heard around the world on the Exome Broadcast Network, Talkstar Radio Network, Mutual Broadcast Network and iHeart Radio. My guest this hour is Tara Green and Tara is a natural born gifted psychic intuitive her awareness is that we all we are all multidimensional infinite souls. She is clairvoyant, clairaudient, clairsentient. Tara has experienced visions, dreams and many metaphysical experiences throughout her life. She began delving into Tarot as a teenager. As soon, uh, many astrologers and spiritual teachers appeared in her life to guide her. Her mission is to uh, bring enlightenment, awareness, and healing. She is honored to be of service uh, in connecting with and helping so many individuals. Her website is www.tarot.com, And Tarot, welcome back to the x
1: Hey, Rob. Thank you so much. So nice to be back.
0: So, so tell me, um, is there anything new in the world of metaphysics?
1: Yes, I think there's a lot new. I think that people are receiving many new awarenesses and mm-hmm. downloads, and um, I'm in touch with other psychics and people doing this kind of work all over the world. Um, so, you know, it's always, it never is stagnant. It's always growing. People are, as people's consciousness gets higher, mm-hmm. uh, people are aware of more things, you know.
0: Why why do you think so many people now are getting tuned into the metaphysical world?
1: Because I think there's so much stress in the physical world. I think as we go more and more into the computer technological world, mm-hmm. which takes us away from the natural world, I think it's kind of just a natural counterbalance, you know, Um and especially that sense of um, technology taking over and getting more integrated into our lives is getting stronger and stronger. So I really think as that, you know, becomes more, you know, like it's something that we all do all the time. Right. I think the equal balance is to go more spiritual.
0: As a psychic, are you seeing the questions that you get changing, or are they still the same questions that that people ever since I've been doing this show, seem to ask every psychic about their love, their finances. Yeah,
1: I mean, yes, of course, people are always concerned about that, but I think I feel a lot more, I attract people who are more interested in really wanting to know what their soul purpose is, Mm -hmm. how they can grow. They're very hungry to learn about astrology. Astrology is kind of going through this huge renaissance again because of the Internet. Um, I think people are, are just more curious and more aware. You know, they want to understand things at a deeper level.
0: How do we how do we discover, or how can you help us discover what our sole purpose is?
1: Well, there's many ways to do that, mm-hmm. and you know, one of the really popular ways is to use tarot cards. And again, right. tarot cards have become you know very popular. There's thousands and thousands of decks now. Right. Um, it's a way of you know mirroring your own higher self. I like to think of it as a kind of mirror of your higher self, or your unconscious. That's one way to do it. I mean, people do it through yoga. I mean, that's what yoga is meant for, uh, to enhance your own spiritual development. Uh, and that's very popular, although I think it's used more as an exercise thing and, you know, not really true to its essence, which is very much it's about yoga means to yoke, uh, yoke the ego, yoke the spirit, you know. Mm-hmm. Um People can use meditation. That's become very popular. You know, they teach meditation in schools. Uh, The film director, David Lynch, has started this big foundation where he teaches meditation in schools, and it's been proven to uh, stop bullying, violence, crime. Um, So all of these things that were once considered quite esoteric or, you know, exotic, are really, you know, becoming part of everybody's lives.
0: If this is becoming part of everybody's life, how are the people who are seeking their sole purpose and seeking the answers that are found within the realm of the metaphysical world. How are are they going to be able to change the world into a direction of love, peace, and joy instead of the rat race world that we're in now?
1: Well, I think it's really interesting. You know, a lot of these young millennials, I think they kind of get a rap, but they are very much more aware because they've... Grown up where, you know, I found tarot cards when I was six years old or something, you know, what was, you know, and when my time growing up was, you had to, there was no evidence out there, no information, it's everywhere now, Um, and I think, you know, they're going to have a a much greater understanding uh, of what's going on spiritually, but I think that people also have to take a stand that the way the culture has been set up all this time has to radically change.
0: You said the millennials are getting a bad rap. Uh, Why are they getting a bad rap?
1: Well, I think people think that they're you know, too entitled and a little bit too babied, and, mm-hmm. uh, but I think a lot of them are much clearer. I, you know, they're much more aware, they're much more conscious, they're more aware of what they eat, they're more conscious of you know, animal rights, uh, gay rights, LGBTQ, you know, it's very common for them. They just accept that. You know? I mean, we were talking about going into the age of Aquarius. Mm-hmm. I mean, I see all of those things as very much an Aquarian kind of indication. You know, although nobody knows exactly when the, the age of Aquarius is supposed to start, but these are all kind of symptoms, as you, uh, you know what I mean, of, you know, everybody's got the same rights, you know, women's rights, you mm-hmm. know, this is a really big issue this year, you know, women's rights coming forward, you know, this is a kind of a tsunami of, of a rebalancing in the world's energy that's coming on really strong.
0: But is it going to succeed this time? In the past, people have tried it and it's failed miserably.
1: Well, I think, again, there's more awareness because the Internet, you know, which has its plus and its mm-hmm. minuses, you know, um, you know, gives people more awareness. I mean, there's a lot of big changes coming this world this year because of astrology, because of the, where the planets are. And, and you're asking, will it succeed? So in astrology, you know, you're talking about a big change or a revolution. You know, revolutions are not necessarily peaceful and easy. But the planet that governs revolution, which is the planet Uranus, and it's going to enter the sign of Taurus on May the 15th. And Taurus is an Earth sign. So when you're dealing with these big, what they call these transpersonal planets because they move so slowly, it takes Uranus 84 years to make one complete transit. Um, They create major cultural generational changes. So, for example, Uranus is going to be in Taurus from May the 15th for the next eight years. So we're looking at a big long-term change into 2026. So that can mean you know, the revolution gets very grounded so people may actually really rebel against the technology because, like, AI is a big a big deal.
2: It is, I mean, yeah. it could go
1: either way. This is a thing. You, you know about AI, you know about Sophia, yep. you know, the, yeah. Okay, so if you know, if, you know, Elon Musk kind of warns people against AI, but Uranus and Taurus could mean you know, all of that computer technology becomes embedded in our bodies, like people are being microchipped and people are you know, wired, you know what I mean? They want to transfer their consciousness into a computer. So people, you know, there so are peop- people who want that. People right? are
0: starting to believe in science fiction instead of reality.
1: Uh, but it's not science fiction. It's real right now.
0: But who in the right mind would want to be part of a computer? Uh, that well, in, but in my people mind, don't even realize how much
1: they are already.
0: You know, well, I, I don't you know see I how mean? you can say yeah, that I people know. are already part of a computer.
1: Well, okay, you're, you know, how much time do people spend on their cell phones every day?
0: Okay. Right? But that yeah. doesn't mean so they're part are, of it.
1: Sorry, what? That, does, <laughs> that
0: doesn't mean they're part of it.
1: Well, they are, in a, in a sense, and, and, and there also is... You know, Wi-Fi is really damaging to your body, to your Mm -hmm. system. I mean, people are being affected by this technology in ways that they don't understand what the long-term effects are. Um, So that's what I'm saying. The kids that are more aware, there is this younger generation back to this. We're back to the earth, you know, like back in the 60s, you know. um, Get back to the garden. That's the alternate, the um, sort of moving the other way. People are going to realize, no, we don't want to become machines. We don't want AI to take over. You know what I mean? Like... Some people are just so used to being uh, with their computer on their phone, you mm-hmm. know, twenty-four-seven, um, that they are virtually part of that machine. Well, that's because you know, people—that's
0: because mm-hmm. people are lazy. That's why you think you're it, lazy. Oh, sure, you know, it's easier to to sit on the sit on the phone and use use your uh, your your compu- the computer on your phone than it is to actually go out and do something constructive. Why go out and play when I can sit on my fat duff and play on the computer? <laughs> And the parents of right. today don't have enough balls to kick their kid on the butt off the couch and get them outside and playing. The right. parents have to take a lot of the responsibility. And I haven't yeah. seen one kid talking about the uh, the millennials being going back to earth and this and that and the other. They're worse than anybody because each and every one of them is is married to high tech. From the time well, they're three the and issue, four, yeah. See?
1: But I think there's going to be a revolution against it. That's what I'm saying. You know, because Uranus is going, no, we're going to Mm -hmm. rebel against that. And Taurus, that Uranus and Taurus means, no, we don't want all that high tech. We want to be real. Sure. You know, we want to have real values. We want to have things that we can hold in our hands. So it can represent a kind of, I mean, there is a small movement of this where people like, you know, old-fashioned, like computers and old-fashioned things Mm -hmm. that, you know, you do yourself. Tara, we've got to take a break. Please
0: stand by. XO Nation, Tara Green is our special guest, www.taratarot.com. And... We'll be back on the other side of this break as we continue here in the X Zone and around the world on the Talkstar Radio Network, Mutual Broadcast Network, and iHeartRadio from our broadcast center in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Don't go away. Welcome back, everyone. Don't forget, you can always watch the Zone TV show with yours truly on Simul TV and listen to the morning show on channel 365. Tara Taro is our special guest this hour, also known as the beloved Tara Green in Toronto, Ontario. Her website is www.tarotaro.com. You know, this world is totally screwed up, and... You know, you and I have yeah. discussed astrology many times yeah. on this show over yeah. the past, and if the astrology has been available to them, and, and I know that you've told me that there were, you know, um, uh, courts that would have an astrologer, and that astrologer would, mm-hmm. would also give information to heads of states as well as to the business community and so on. I don't mm-hmm. understand why the world is in such a chaotic state, then, if this information has been available Years and years and years gone by.
1: Well, because you know, you, you know, the astrology is really about the studying the symbols, the mm-hmm. relationship of the planets, and you know, in, in terms of uh, what they call the Hermetic tradition, it's it's the quote is as above, so below. So the planets don't make us do anything. You know, they just give us a sense of order and timing, and things are going to flow in a certain way, right? I mean, it's a matter of do people really listen to it? You know, at one time they did, and they felt kind of more in awe of the planets, and it wasn't like science, it was mm-hmm. like, you know, the planets were gods and goddesses, but they were alive, they were archetypal, you know, and we've kind of fallen away from that, and so, um, you know, the world is just going through a lot of change, a lot of chaos, you know, and, and that's, you know, when we're ending an era, you know, like the age of Pisces is ending, mm-hmm. but there's a long period of chaos and change, and, you know, people are resisted to change, you know, um, but it, it, it's just the nature of the world. You know, yeah, I know it seems pretty, you know, heavy, pretty crappy. I think a lot of bales are being lifted, especially with the planet Jupiter and Scorpio. All the sex abuse stuff is coming out. You know, people are having to wake up from this naive, like, you know, where the government's going to take care of you or, you know, there are nice people in the world, but there's a lot of insidious darkness here. And I think until you go into the darkness and understand that darkness, you're never really going to get to the light. Okay, so you have to see it all as a kind of a positive thing, you know. Um, it's just a natural, cyclical mm-hmm. thing that we have to go through, you
0: know. Earlier, you um, mentioned the word spirituality. What is the difference, in your opinion, between spirituality and religious philosophy?
1: Religious philosophy—it depends what religion you're talking about. Uh, I mean, religion to me is a belief system. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a man-made belief system. Um, you know, there are some spiritual aspects to it but you know i believe that religion was is just kind of organized to control people
0: okay know? okay so if well wasn't isn't spirituality also man made because without men we no. re- well what's you know what's the difference no. here this is what i want to get okay. at
1: okay well spirituality you know i mean it depends on which philosophy of, or spirituality you're kind mm-hmm. of uh, leaning towards i mean it, it, you know in some sense it's it, the world the whole universe is a spiritual universe i mean everything even matter is spirit it's it's you know uh, matter is spirit kind of densified you know the, the whole point i think is for us to d- discover that we are a part of this like holographic god consciousness whatever great mystery whatever you want to call it you know that's the whole point um i mean you know being in the third dimension is hard you know being born in this earth plane is is a difficult thing Um, and, but people are becoming more aware of, you know, angels and uh, being aware that the dream world is a a world where they can be more aware and more awake, um, that you can choose to be loving and kind. Those are all the, you know, the up-level spiritual things, you know, the things that make you happy, you know, you're loving your, your family, your children, you know, being kind, being nice. Those are all spiritual uplifting, uplifting aspects, you know? Um, and so... You know, the essence of any religion should be about loving kindness. Do you know what I mean?
0: Well, Not about our
1: religion is better than yours, you know?
0: Well, I think the aspect of our religion is better than yours is based on individuals, not the entire religious philosophy.
1: Mm, But I think that it's a cultural thing. You know, religion also controls culture. And I think it's kind of embedded. Do you know what I mean? Not really. The basic tenets of the religion may not be that. Do you know what I mean?
0: Well, don't forget, religion is how many thousands of years old, and, you know, here we are in a society that that knows, or believes it knows, everything it needs to know, where the people who actually came up with these philosophies, whether it's spiritual or religious, you know, they were so many thousands of years ago when the knowledge, the base that they had to work with was next to none compared to what we have today.
1: Yeah, but you're confusing scientific knowledge or intellectual knowledge with real spirit, and they're kind of They're not opposed, but there is a difference, and this is the problem.
0: I think that people
1: are actually more spiritual and more aware than we are mm -hmm. now on
0: many levels. Well, if if there is a real spirit, Mm -hmm. why doesn't everybody have it? Why do people have to go seeking it if it's real?
1: Because people have been put in the dark. By who? By governments, by religion, by, some people say, ETs. You know, some people feel like there's a very dark force that kind of uh, cloaks the planet and controls people and lives off of fear and pain. But it,
0: but is that an excuse for them not being able to cope in a fast-moving society and sustain a lifestyle that they would like,
1: or is it a fact? Wait, j- Robbie, kind of jump there. Who who are we talking about? We're here? talking about
0: the people it, who are blaming the the because there might be ETs, there might be a dark force over the. Over the world, it might, there might you know it could be the government. Oh, they I see sound, blaming. Yeah. Okay, These sound like um, all excuses. I think
1: some people can see it that way. I don't think mm. it's a blame thing. I think it's more of an awareness thing. You know, I mean, because everybody uh, you have to uplevel your awareness to even entertain those kind of possibilities. Do you know what I mean? I know there's lots of conspiracy stuff, and yeah, I don't buy into conspiracies.
0: I don't buy into conspiracies. I don't buy into the extraterrestrial bullcrap that's out there either. Okay. You know, I, I, I'm a realist.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. You know? Okay. That's fine. You know, so that you know in your heart. To mm-hmm. me, the essence of spirituality is, is what you know in your heart. And people don't live from their hearts in the West. They live from their heads. Do you know what I mean?
0: I, I, there I, think, I think there's a lot more people living from their hearts than their heads, than are given credit.
1: Yes, I would say that. Because most ordinary people are good, kind people. They don't mm-hmm. want to do damage. They don't want to yeah. hurt anybody else. They don't Ex- want to have their families hurt, you know? exactly. People want to avoid pain.
0: Right. and and people want to well the people I know and the people that I I'm, I'm surrounded with want to help other people who need help and they want yeah. to make they want to make this a better place to live and we all believe that if you're not part of the solution you're part of the problem and who wants to be part of a problem these days
1: right but the problem is very is very big you know what i mean and it's and it's kind of at all, every level so that's what i'm saying the mm-hmm. sense of you have to look at how it's embedded in every level you know yeah. um You know, like if you work for some company that, you know, you find out, you know, the whole thing, like uh, clothing companies, you know, uh, the clothing is being made by poor people in China making $2 a day, you know what I mean? Like, that's not good energy, you see what I mean? On a spiritual level, those jeans that you're wearing is imbued with the suffering of those people, so you don't buy those jeans, you buy fair trade, you see what I mean? where but, people are respected. But
0: you, sti- you with, with, fair trade is, in my opinion, is based on the price the consumer has to pay. If you've got four or five kids and you've got one salary coming in, you can't mm-hmm. tell me a mother who goes to Giant Tiger or to any other right. place that would sell these really you know, really looks at the fact, well, geez, a person in China was earning $2 to make these. Yeah,
1: well, that's the problem. You see what I mean? Um, because it, it's an economic problem, you know, which can become a spiritual problem. You know, I think they just released this stuff about, you know, 42 billionaires have more money than 32 percent of the lowest end of the
0: population in the world. That's sick. Why is that sick? They, you know, it, this is this is what life is about accumulating. You know, get if uh, let, let me put it to you this way: if there's okay. somebody out there who is a billionaire, good for them.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. I it doesn't bother me. Right. You know, and I think if it bothers anybody, that's because the person who it bothers are envious.
1: Mm, I don't think that. I, oh I think that, I mean, there was just, I think they. I was reading something about Dav- Davos, Davos, that financial thing that's going on now, and a lot of people were lobbying for you know uh, corporations to give back there used to be a sense of that years ago like in uh, you know the all the billionaires who made money mm. in the 1800s in the US they used to because they had tithing you know which was a thing from yeah. the christian church there was yeah. ethics people used to give back 10%
0: but that was but way no, back then times changed yeah i know
1: i know i know but 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 uh, it's fine you know if you're elon musk and you make billions of dollars cuz you're a brilliant guy i think he's a great guy he wants to give back then they do. I mean, they do give back and they benefit other people. Well, sure, oh, they fine, also get a nice tax you
0: know? write-off. They're not stupid. Yes, of
1: course, I know that, yeah. too. I know that, too. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, I mean, like in India, where, you know, you think it's such a spiritual place, you know, the mm-hmm. guy that's the richest man in India, uh, Lakshmi, I forget his name, and he owns the steel companies, you know, they think that he's the most spiritual person in the world because he manifested all this money and riches. So they don't see a split, really, between making a lot of money and being spiritual.
0: Well, I don't know. Uh, in, <laughs> India is the filthiest country in the world. It really is. Uh, well, have they you, have a
1: lot of poverty still, you know.
0: Well, that doesn't give them an excuse to go to the, to the washroom on the street, for goodness sake. Right. You know, come on. You know, yes, so I Indi- know. I, India is, what can I say? What can I say? Okay. Um, okay. But I, all I, of
1: the spiritual, a lot of the spiritual traditions come from there. You know, they're thousands and thousands of years old, mm-hmm. you know, but they also had, you know, a, a system of, you know, the downtrodden, the untouchables, uh, you know, the case the system, you know, yeah. keeping people down, you know. It's, it's not, definitely not democratic, you know. So there's that, you know, there's that always that duality. You know, we live in a dualistic universe, an incredibly beautiful earth, you know, and yet, you know, I feel like we're destroying it through uh, pollution, you know, through you know wrecking the environment you know the animals you know uh it could, it could be the most gorgeous place on earth and there is technology that can clean it up mm-hmm. if those people are allowed to do that you know that i keep thinking that you know the, there's big corporations that just don't want that
0: stand by tara we've got to take our yes. break at the bottom of the hour for the news Exonation. nation tara green is our special guest www.taratarot.com and we'll be back on the other side as we continue here in the Exxon on the Exxon Broadcast Network Talkstar Radio Network Mutual Broadcast Network and iHeartRadio Welcome back, everyone. Tara Green is our special guest. Tara is in Toronto, Ontario, and if you'd like to contact Tara for a one-on-one consultation, either Tara or astrology or any of the other fine things that Tara does, visit her website at www.tarataro.com. That's T-A-R-A, T-A-R-O-T.com. What was the start of astrology? How, who invented it, or how was it discovered? <laughs> and yeah, and to to know where the planets are and the effects of the planets, the constellations, the sun and the moon, how was this all put together?
1: Well, okay. So as far as we know, um, the traditions that were comes from India actually about eight to ten thousand okay. years ago. And I think actually it's a natural thing. You know, you have to think about people who are living in their little villages and somebody was always up all night watching. Do you know what I mean? Keeping watch. And so they were watching the stars. They were watching the movement, movement of the planets. And, uh, you know, I think we innately feel spiritually that we come from the stars, that mm-hmm. literally we are stardust, yeah. you know. So there's always that sense of longing to kind of return home. So people all over the world, there's different traditions where they saw different images and they would realize that over the course of long periods of time that eclipses happened regularly at you know every 18 years at the same place in the sky so mm-hmm. you know i think this was an oral tradition for a long time or written down in some kind of temporary format and people wanted to people felt that the stars and the planets were like gods and they were speaking to them and that was your sense of being in touch or being part of the universe Okay. So I think it's part of a kind of really innate, you know, uh, archetypal uh, sense of belonging. You know, what's my place in the universe? How do we have order? Because the universe is very, it's, it's geometry, it's mathematics, it's ordered, you know. So in terms of feeling that life has always been chaotic, I think people always feel that way. The sense of order was to watch the stars and the planets and the, these eclipses and feel like, yes, there was an order to the universe. Okay, right. and then over the course of thousands of years, it migrated to China. China has their own sort of system that they interpreted, you know, the zodiac is, is really means zodiac means animals, so they've kept their 12 signs as 12 animals, and then when it went west, it went to Egypt and Babylon, and then the Greeks, and then the Arabs were big astronomers and astrologers, so astronomy and astrology were once, and being a doctor, mm-hmm. were once the same description, you know, that was the same shingle.
0: Oh, I see. So people would
1: diagnose diseases through looking at your astrology chart. Just and like... so all of this was very mathematical. They have to draw and calculate by hand and with astrolabes. And it was a very, it was a science. You know, I mean, now I think astronomers hate astrologers, and they think it's pseudoscience. But, you know, it's, it's a very long tradition. And, you know, in India, it's a legal science today.
0: Okay. It is. Uh- t- Yeah, 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 I'm just looking over some of the predictions that you did for us in 2016 when you were on the show. Um, Let me see, when was the date on this? Craig, can you uh, tell me in my headphones, please? I said it's right on the sheet of paper. Oh, Uh, Oh, here we are. February 2. No, that wasn't it. Uh, February the 2nd. Tuesday February the second
2: 2016
0: okay and uh, let me see uh, we can talk about the prediction in the world events presidential elections spirituality which we did uh, some of the uh, things that we taught you told us was th- that you were concerned about a civil war with no clean boundaries and problems on election day
2: mm-hmm
0: and there were none. You also well, sp- you also mm-hmm. said that Obama may stay in power, which he didn't. You also right. predicted originally that you believed that Hillary Clinton was going to get in. Then you changed it to Bernie Sanders.
1: Right. Well, you know the interesting thing is I remember when I when I looked at this a long mm-hmm. time ago. At first, I thought it was Hillary Clinton, and yeah. then it totally went black. Really? And I should have really interpreted that as Hillary was out. That huh. you know that there was a, the blackness just meant she was mm-hmm. blacked out. Really? You know. I mean, I think a lot of astrologers, uh, honestly, very few of them predicted Trump would win, so mm-hmm. it was like a big, we have to look at where, our, you know, their own liberal, um, you have to keep your own personal politics out of these predictions, you see what I mean? It's it's very important, you have to be neutral, right? And not, you know, not everybody's correct 100% of the time, and that's, mm-hmm. you know, that's fine too, you know? Um I mean, to me, I kind of—I re- just thought that it, it, it was—it was things were going to change and things were unpredictable. And right. you know, when I look back at it now, I sort of—if I'd looked at certain specific charts, I would have realized it would have been very easy to predict Trump. But there was very few people that actually predicted Trump. I mean, literally
0: three how many, or four. How many? You said different charts. How many charts are there? Are you meaning the birth oh, chart of somebody? Oh, hundreds.
1: Or? No, no, no. There's hundreds of ways to look at what the factors are when you mm-hmm. make predictions. You see. So, for example, if I looked at the, the, you know, the uh, U.S. has an astrology chart, you know, corporations have an astrology chart. If I looked at that chart and I put it together with Donald Trump's, I would have said, yes, absolutely. And then there's also, you know, what they call progress charts, where a progress chart is where Mm -hmm. you progress, for example, a person or the U.S.'s chart up to a certain date in the future, and everything is changed internally, and then you line those things up, Right. And you make predictions based on that. Now, base the prediction. Mm-hmm, now,
0: sorry. the fact that you're a clairvoyant, clairaudient, clairsentient, as well as um, you know, you know, an astrologer and a tarot card mm-hmm. reader. When somebody mm-hmm. comes to you for a reading, do you use all of those uh, gifts that you have?
1: I do. I do because to me, it's like I want to tap into as mm-hmm. many different factors as possible. And so these days, when I read for somebody, I have their uh, you know birth information. I right. have their birth chart. And that becomes like a portal to me. So it is a very intuitive tool, and it's very good for predicting timing of events. So I have to juggle my intuition with the, what I'm seeing, with what I'm knowing, with what I pick up. And then I do the tarot cards as well, and I use their numerology. So, you know, again, I like to give it a very wide net. Right, right. And Yeah, so I just like to use it that way these days. It just seems more richer to me.
0: We also talked the last time you were with us about past life regression. Um mm. Is this becoming more and more popular?
1: Yeah, yeah, that's becoming very popular these days because I think people realize that whatever blocks they have in the present mm-hmm. are things that they've carried with them from the past. And, you know, you have to do this through there's hypnosis. Uh, past life regression is based on hypnosis, um, working with your dreams. Um, there is a way to do it uh, with astrology as well. And I think people want to feel like they want to clear up their past so they can be fully in the present.
0: Are, are people reporting to you or discussing with you a uh, a definite change in dream patterns these days?
1: Yes, very much so. I'm glad you mentioned that, Rob, because my sense is that people having really lucid dreams, they've been mm-hmm. very scary, actually, quite violent the last few days. And um, actually, I was on Facebook, and I started a thread asking people, have they been noticing this? And a lot of people said yes. And, and wow. they were reporting that they, they feel like they're dreaming about other people's experiences. Mm-hmm. And a lot of... Um, Murders and threats and really super heavy stuff. My goodness, and uh, people. That,
0: hmm? I said, "My goodness, I you know I, it must be awful for them."
1: Yeah, and so one girl who said she had been threatened by a man who was going to strangle her, and she woke up screaming in her dream. I kind of said, "Well, you know, I think you're picking up on you know what's being released. There's something called the collective unconscious." You know, so whatever's going on in the world, like you know, for example, this women's movement where all these women are admitting how sexually abused they've been, mm-hmm. and there's millions of women, you know that that is an energy, and so you can pick that up in the dream world, and I said and I asked her, I said, "Has this happened to you?" She said, "No." she said, "I thought it was like somebody else's reality." and I said, "Well, you probably are picking up on that reality." And I said, "You know it's actually a good thing. You can go back into that dream right. and deal with that." Person that man who was threatening her and tell him to go screw himself, you mm-hmm. know, and uh, and kind of you know finish that dream, you know. So it's actually a good thing, you know what I mean? Sure. You're kind of becoming aware. It's all about awareness to me. You know, the more aware you are, the more power you have. Is you
0: there know, the any more choices you have? Is there any correlation, in your opinion, between the change of the dream pattern and the increase in microwave activity due to cell towers and? Uh, as well as the wireless technology that surrounds us.
1: That's that's very possible, too, because that Wi-Fi stuff mm-hmm. does uh, affect brain patterns. Um, you know, uh, generally, I think it's not a good thing. You right. know, uh, having all the Wi-Fi cell phone towers, having a phone near you, I mean, it can be very disturbing. People don't usually think about that, but I believe there is. I don't know if there's been actual studies done, but I would feel intuitively that it's true. Um, also, we're affected by, you know, the solar flares that happen and things like that, you know, and those affect people's energy, too, and I've been feeling those a lot lately, and for me, I get very dizzy, Oh no! Um, and it's literally like you get vertigo. Um, hmm. My husband gets it, too. My daughter tends to get headaches, but we all feel it at the same time, and we all go, wait, are you starting to feel that? That feels like a, a solar flare, and then I go and check it out. You know, you can go to this website called Solar Ham, and, and NASA has... Um, you know, imaging where they can mm-hmm. tell you the you know what's going on in the world. These are things that we were never aware of
0: before. That is true. But once again, this is one of the advances, uh, the uh, advantages of of technology today. And
2: Absolutely. Yeah, no technology. Yeah, no.
0: Technology has its pros and its cons. And one of the cons yes. I see is when I see children wasting their lives inside instead of enjoying the great outdoors and getting fat because they they don't believe in exercise. And you know, instead of socializing using the verbal skills they use, their electronic devices. You know, I find this is a very sad thing for children, and I just wish to God somebody would do something about it. You know, what's going to happen the day there's another solar flare that knocks out all this technology?
1: <laughs> well, well, yeah, that's the thing, you see. Uh, all it would take was one big solar flare yep. and everything could be knocked out. You know, stand by, Tara. We've got to take how our. vulnerable
0: they are. Tara, we've mm-hmm. got to take our final break. Please stand okay. by. Exo yep. Nation, Tarot Tara is our special guest, www.tarotarot.com. And uh, we'll be back as we wrap up this hour here in the Exone with yours truly, Rob McConnell. Following me tonight on the Exone Broadcast Network is my good friend Larry Lawson, the host of. Paranormal Stakeout, and his guest tonight is going to be Terry Rode, a paranormal traveling investigator. This is the X-O-N-I-M, Rob McConnell, Don't Go away. Named one of the world's greatest psychics, Elizabeth Joyce is now giving readings worldwide via Skype. Elizabeth Joyce is recognized for her clairvoyant ability to help find missing persons, her analysis of dreams, past life regression work, mediumship, and her accurate predictions. Elizabeth has been a frequent guest on the Zone radio show with yours truly, Rob McConnell, now for several years. For an appointment with Elizabeth Joyce, call 201-934-8986 or Skype at Elizabeth.Joyce. And for more information, you can always visit Elizabeth Joyce online at www.new-visions.com. The new nonfiction book, Razor of Madness, is similar to cult movies like Clockwork Orange, Dragon's Tattoo, or The Other Side of Hell. Wayne Morin Jr. and Thomas Lee Howe will expose widespread and systematic deficiencies in this thought-provoking tell-all novel. Mind control rages among scholars in law schools. Human rights are ignored while thought reform and mental manipulation are accepted practices used as behavior modification. Dr. Louis Jolion West comes to mind. Media and public scrutiny shows that United States mental hospitals are in fact destructive murder industries. Razor of Madness Exposé Novel details this epidemic through an in-depth professional and personal investigation. For decades, there has been a revolving door policy that still releases killers and pedophiles back into society. The maestro of mind control continues to haunt America to this very day. Razor of Madness is available in paperback or as a downloadable ebook at Amazon.com.
1: I'm William S. Peckham. If you enjoy a good mystery with a touch of the paranormal, then you'll love my novel, From Out of the Woodwork. It's the story of a young Toronto contractor, Sean Kennedy, who buys derelict homes, guts them, and turns them into multifamily dwellings. Slums just waiting to happen. When Sean buys 29 livery lane, the house fights back. Former owners unexpectedly come out of the woodwork as he starts the destruction. The apparitions come to him when he touches old books
0: is our special guest www.taratarot.com and Tara you're also into and and you've completed formal studies with many teachers uh in Native American shamanism, Wicca, dance, women's spirituality, transpersonal psychotherapy, past life regression and Tibetan uh Buddhism. Where mm-hmm. do you find all the time to do all these things? Plus plus you, <laughs> well, you I did plus this, you're...
1: I, you know I did this over many years yeah. Rob and uh You know, when I was younger, I had teachers that I worked Mm -hmm. with, and, you know, I'm very grateful for them and for that kind of teaching and having that kind of eclectic approach. So, they, you know, they just sort of, I was very lucky that they appeared in my life, right? Um, And definitely, I'd had dreams about them before, Mm -hmm. you know, so it was kind of like a deja vu experience, right, going through those things. I had put out energy that I wanted to find. For example, a woman shaman teacher, after I'd read, you know, Carlos Castaneda's books when I was in my twenties. And then, you know, like years later, I realized, wow, you know, here she is, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, so, you know, I mean, we always need to keep learning and growing and now it's more like I sit and I meditate and I just like trust I need time to kind of tune in. Um, I also wanted to mention that, you know, people want positive things. And so, you know, Mm -hmm.
0: No, I said right when you said people want positive things.
1: Yeah, positive things. So, you know, I I feel like 2018 already, you know, in a way I've heard people saying that they already feel it's like way better than 2017. A lot of people felt like 2017 was really heavy and kind of like everybody was in a fog. And Mm -hmm. it's much more realistic this year and much more grounded. So when you're talking about, you know, people being more practical or parents being more disciplined, I think all of that is going to come in. I think there's going to be an old-fashioned return to you know order discipline over the next few years. Um also that 2018 reduces to the number 11. So it is a master number and you know the whole phenomenon about 1111, 11, right? Yeah. So yeah, so this year I think a lot of people are very excited about that. Mm-hmm. Um to me 11 is about remembering who you really are. You know that you are you are an infinite being, you know, you're not just this human being, uh, you're a soul having a you know a physical experience and people being aware of that. And then number 11 reduces to the number two. And in the tarot, the number two is the archetype or the symbol of what's called the high priestess. So she is very empowering for women, and we can already see that happening with the women's march. Uh, She's like the moon. So a big overall emphasis of listening to your intuition, to the dreams, to magic, to mystery. There's a huge uh, upsurge of women doing magic and witchcraft and rituals and you know, runes and all of this esoteric stuff. is becoming really powerful, women working with the moon cycle. Why not? In it's my, in like my, everybody knows this now.
0: You know, in my opinion, it's about time women were given the, the credit that they have been so long overdue.
1: Yes.
0: You know, it's, it's about time. Because I've, yeah. al, I've always said that, you know, women rule the world whether you want to believe it or not. You know, oh, absolutely. You know you've got Mother Nature. The major Mm -hmm. countries in the world who have thrived and progressed were ruled by women. You know, uh, Nefertiti in in Egypt, you had Mary, Queen of Scots in Scotland, Queen Elizabeth in in the United Kingdom, and Angela Merkel in in Germany, and the list goes on and on and on. So bravo to the ladies who are leading this Mm -hmm. cause. It's about time.
1: Yeah, it is about time. Well, that's their motto, you know, time's up kind of, you know. So I think that's going to be a huge change, and that's just sort Mm -hmm. of being started now. And it's going to take years. And, you know, for example, in the States, they need to ratify an equal rights amendment, which has been on the books for 100 years. That, you know, you need to have real laws to back up that women have equal rights. You know, so that needs to get real. So that's what I'm saying. I think there is going to be a movement to all this. You know, we started out talking about all this change. Mm -hmm. It needs to come down to being very practical, very realistic, you know, Here's the laws. They did just um, actually in Norway or Iceland, Iceland is like the most advanced country in the world, uh, make it illegal to pay a woman any less than a man for any job, you know, if it's equal labor. I, I,
0: I agree with that. And yeah. I can't understand yeah. why our governments haven't haven't done that.
1: I know from the day one. when you think about it. Right. It is. So It's like people are kind of waking up and going, what kind of nonsense is this we've been living under? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like that's like the veil is being lifted. Like, I think we have been in the dark, mm-hmm. and we are kind of waking up and going, wait, none of this makes any sense. You know, so that sense of common sense, you know, people used to have common sense. Like, yes, your kids should yeah. not be, you know, sitting on a computer all day and not being in reality. You know, I think there is going to be a big shift into that. I think that's a good thing. My
0: you know? good Lord, when I was a kid at 7 o'clock Saturday morning, <laughs> my mother was using the beater brush under the our beds, <laughs> and we had hardwood floors. Right. You know you, you you got up, you went out, you played the only time you came back in was at lunchtime after lunch went back out and then you came back in at supper time and then yeah. you went back out until the street lights came on. Right. You know, it's, and you know what I well, thought you, we're w- do you watch off. that
1: program uh, Stranger things
0: No, I'm sorry. No, I don't. I I watch very little TV.
1: So it's kind of like an 80s nostalgia thing. But in it, you know, they're young teens, but they're out playing. They're walking in the woods. They're free, you know. So I think that people are getting this yearning for Wow, we don't really have any freedom that way because we're not connected to the land. You know, we're not able to go out and play.
0: I, I think that they're not. People aren't as grounded as they used to be when they used to take time to smell the roses. Yes. That's true. You know, I, I also know that uh, from our past experience and knowing you over the years that that you um, you have worked and studied with the Native Americans and the Native Canadians. And are, mm-hmm. are they getting any more recognition that that they deserve, or are they still...
1: No, I think they're, they are fighting for yeah. their rights, and there's a big uh, reclamation that's been going on, and, you know, people saying you can't use our spirituality, I think there's a lot of fake phony shamans out there that oh, are kind time, yeah. of appropriating. Yeah. And uh, they're coming down pretty heavy on that because it is their culture, you know. Um, and I think that's a good thing. But again, it's going to take time. You know, so, it's going to so, take time for that to happen.
0: So how would a listener listening tonight know the difference between a real shaman like yourself who has taken the courses and, and uh, my, you know, you were a, a pipe carrier and ceremonial leader. So that means that, you know, you are the real McCoy. How would people know the difference between a real shaman and a fake internet shaman?
1: Okay. Well, I think if people are promising you they're going to too much, change your life, you know what I mean, instant, Mm -hmm. you know, blah, 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 and and sometimes charging, you know, outrageous prices, that might be a sense of no. Because traditionally, you're not allowed to charge for ceremonies anyway. There would be an exchange, you know what I mean, bartering, traditionally, of course, we don't live in that culture, but... And, and I would really go with someone who's, who's authentically Native, mm-hmm. you know, although uh, from a spiritual perspective, there's a lot of people who came back, I would say now, witches who were burned at the stake, all these women who are embracing witchcraft and magic and Harry Potter, I believe that they were all women who were burned at the stake years ago. So I would say that it doesn't really, in some senses, it doesn't really matter if they're um, not Native, but in a sense, I would say at this point, you would want to look at somebody's credentials, you know what I mean? Like, check it out, you know, have they had the experience, you know?
0: But if you're um, looking at somebody who's Native American or Native Canadian, isn't that stereotyping?
1: It is, and you have to be careful. I'm not yeah. saying that, you know, people are people, you know what sure. I mean? There, I'm not saying that there can't be phony people doing that, too, you know, and, yeah. and there are. Uh, I know people that are running off to do the ayahuasca ceremonies in Peru, and I've heard lots of horror <laughs> stories, you know? I know, because so have I. money yeah. involved. Exactly,
0: huh? exactly. It, it's.
1: Yeah, there's money involved. So... You know, you have to, you know, buyer beware. Trust Mm -hmm. your intuition. I think it's very important. You have to go, does this guy feel right to me, or does this woman feel right to me? You know, are they authentic? Are they honoring the traditions? So you have to kind of get a little knowledgeable yourself, you know, before you trust people, you know.
0: Anything anything inspiring to share with the audience about 2018?
1: I think 2018 is going to be an amazing year. I think people really need to meditate, to listen to their intuition, to understand, to remember who you really are.
0: How's the best way to meditate, in your opinion?
1: You can, you don't have to sit in a lotus position, but it's really all about just getting out of your head. I have a little exercise where I literally take my hands and put them near my head, and I draw the energy out of my head mm-hmm. down into my heart chakra. Yeah. And then you can tap. There's a little gland there right on the sternum there. If you tap lightly, you know, there's a, you know, an EFT tapping. You just tap on that, and it'll kind of awaken your heart. So you just visualize, or you feel, I'm in my heart, that that's the brain center, is really the heart. That's what the Tibetan Buddhists believe. Um, the brain is really just the operating system. If you, if you kind of think through your heart, mm-hmm. you're not really going to go wrong.
0: So in your opinion, where is the soul? Is it, in the, is it in the brain or in the heart?
1: No, the soul is ephemeral. It doesn't really, you know what I mean? It's spiritual. It would, it would be associated more with the heart, not with the brain. Although, in essence, we're all, it, all, mm-hmm. it is all spiritual, yeah. right? But it's, it's, you know, it's infinite. It's, it's not tangible. Do you know what I mean? That's the, the essence of it, right. you know?
0: So where, where do you believe that consciousness resides? In the heart or in the, in the brain?
1: Well, I think it's, it's both. But ultimately, um, according to spiritual traditions, mm-hmm. it would be th- through the heart. You know, karma, karmic yeah. glue is the emotional glue that, we, that brings us together, you know? You know, that sense when you see somebody, you go like, wow, that's, I have this amazing energy with them. that's the karmic glue that brought you together. You know, people that say, wow, it was love at first sight. You know, mm-hmm. that's a karmic connection. Gotcha. You know? Yeah. Did you know that when you saw your wife that, that was, she was the one?
0: Yeah, she told me she was.
1: <laughs> so she knew, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, most, a lot of people yeah. experience that. You know, you just have to, like, look at your own feelings, you know. I think that people just don't register that that's what it is, you know.
0: Well, Tara, people
1: need to be educated, yeah.
0: Well, Tara, the time has come when you and I must say okay. so long. I want to thank you so much for joining us in Dexon Nation. If you would like to contact Tara Terrell for a one-on-one consultation. Once again, her website is www.taratarot.com. That's www.taratarot.com. And I'll be back on the other side of this commercial break with the news as we continue here in the Exome from our broadcast center in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. And we're heard around the world on the Talkstar Radio Network, Mutual Broadcast Network, uh, the Exome Broadcast Network. And I. there's a number of networks and affiliates we do not mention because we wouldn't have enough time. But don't forget, we're always available on iHeartRadio as well. We'll be back after this break. Don't go away.